This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life, only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Welcome to The Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today I've got Dr. Trish Smith. How you doing, Dr. Trish? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. Awesome. Well, it's good to have you on. We're, we're both have something in common today. It's sunny, which <laughs> yes. is rare around here. You're in San Diego. I'm in the greater St. Louis area in O'Fallon, Illinois right now. And uh, anyway, we were talking about the weather earlier. I'm jealous. You got a lot of good stuff cooking. But uh, so for those people that may not know who Dr. Trisha Smith is, why don't you give us a little lay of the land? What's helped you become the woman you are today? Yeah, so... Um... Well, we go way back to uh, just growing up. I, uh, my parents got divorced when I was very young, and my sister and I pretty much grew up with my dad, and he was just, I mean, he's my, my hero and awesome. an amazing, amazing man. And, you know, he always instilled in us really that anything is possible. I mean, like you just, you, you didn't even think otherwise which was which was really nice Mm. and um just really a drive to you know be better and he started just hanging drywall and then he ended up building a big construction company to where he was building hospitals and a big big company and and so we kind of lived that out for you i mean if you do anything you want you literally witnessed it and watched it from your hero exactly walking walking the walk you know so and he was able to do that as well, you know, as a single father of, yeah. of two daughters. So that's he, awesome. Yeah. So that's where a lot of, you know, what, what really drove me and that I knew anything was possible and also to be very committed and be the best at whatever it is you did. Oh. And so as I went through school, um, I always wanted to get the best grades. I got straight A's through high school, played college softball, also got really good grades. And uh, I think some of that was to get validation, you know, from my dad, not necessarily in a bad way, but like, oh, I can do this. And, you know, I want to show you just like you showed me of how good you can possibly be if you put the work in. That's very Um, cool. Yeah. So... Well, that, that went on to you. It looked like your bio here. I mean, you've worked with, you know, celebrities. You got, I mean, the Stryker Medical, YPO, Jesse Itzler, Lewis Howes, the San Diego Padres. I mean, I mean, you're doing an amazing job and, and now speaking and coaching and training, and we're going to talk about some of that stuff as well. So, I mean, it's blown up into this thing, right? I call it this thing. Is it something that you, did you, did you see this? I mean, are you, are you where you thought you'd be or, or beyond? Uh, I never thought I would be here. No, I, I thought, you know, even with chiropractic, I knew it was a step, 
like even when my dad and I talked about it, it was like, okay, this is going to be a step. This is going to be, I'm not going to be in private practice and treating people forever. Um, but this is a step to something. And I never knew what that something was, mm. but all of my life I've, I've kind of just gone with the flow and I've been able to stop and be present and say, okay, what do I need to be doing at this time? And that's what happened. I had a private practice in Los Angeles for eight years. It was very successful. I was treating celebrities and, um, you know, pro athletes and all built by just word of mouth. And, but when I was present with myself on Los Angeles is pretty much killing you. Like I don't have the kind of whatever it may be, nervous system, introvert, um, to be able to be in this loud environment with, with, you know, all these people. And so left and came back to my hometown of San Diego and, uh, yeah. Now doing some cool stuff. So talk to us, uh, Talk to us about this Wim Hof method. method. Uh, for people that may not know that, I, I've been watching this guy. I've watched a lot of his documentaries, and, and, and I'll let you describe it because you'll do a much better job, but, but I've, I'm fascinated by it. So talk to us a little bit about this. And it's Wim, W-I-M-H-O-F, Wim Hof, yes. uh, is how you spell it for those people listening and want to look it up. So, so give us the lowdown, Dr. Trish. Yes. The lowdown is when I was developing um, my own – lifestyle medicine called expand your human uh breathing was always a big part of it something i did with my patients it's something we should all be in somewhat of practice of or at least be present with and um i heard laird hamilton actually on lewis's podcast talk about this crazy ice man and how he had been training his breathing I'm like man if laird big wave surfer the guy can do amazing things yep. you know with his mental capacity, his physical capacity, and of course, holding your breath and remaining calm is very important as well. And so I said, man, if Laird's working with this guy, I got to check this guy out. Right. So I got <clears throat> online the next morning, signed up for the online course immediately, started doing the practice. And it's what I loved about it, because I've done a ton of certifications and, and different things. And what I what really drew me to it was it's completely human. Like we should be training our, our breath. We should be training our mindset and commitment and we should be exposing ourselves to cold and hot, of course, but sure. it's, it's totally human. So it's nothing like, Oh, you have to believe in this or, you know, really wasn't missing any aspects of, of what I was, you know, teaching people and wanted to bring more of. So jumped right in and I was lucky enough to be one of the first, uh, us certified and then now i get to speak on his tour and teach at the academy wow. which is where new instructors come through but so when i just jumped in i was uh he's amazing he's as you see him in the videos and he's so he's from the netherlands and he was always a man in search for kind of out of the box what else was out there learning about different cultures and training and he started practicing yoga when he was like 13 years old. And as he went through life, he was still just always expanding. He got married, had four kids, and his wife struggled with mental illness. And unfortunately, she ended up committing suicide. So mm. here you are, a young man, you know, how do you go on with right. four kids? How do you go on 
as a man, as a father, and somehow find peace in your heart? And for him, that answer was nature, and specifically cold. Nature is what taught him the lessons, which is where, where he developed a lot of you know, the breathing practice from. And that's what gave him peace in his heart. So he, he had this thing, but he didn't, you know, how do you get it out into the world? How do you get people to care for researchers to wonder what is possible? And so crushing 26 world records uh, will kind of get a little attention, attention. on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And a lot of them having to do with cold. Uh, but, and then the research study, there's a kind of the research study that put the method on the map, the endotoxin study. Uh, where he got injected with yeah. part of an E. coli virus, only had symptoms for maximum of 10 minutes. And then they repeated the study on 12 other guys and had the same That he results. trained, right? Yes. For only 10 days before the injection. And they only really trained with him for four days. They went out to Poland, did some cold mountain climbs, some, some breathing, some mindset training. Yeah. And then, yeah, so they only had... Uh, symptoms for a maximum of 15 minutes. And then the control group um, had, you know, for several hours were very sick, fever, chills. So they were able to show like, and the whole underlying message of the Wim Hof method is that we can control, you know, more of our physiology, more of our nervous system, more of our immune system than we ever believed right. before. Right. Which also results in you can control a lot more things, even in your physical life when it comes to business and success and whatever it may be, right? That it's all, it's all right up here between our ears, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So, so give us kind of the bottom line. If somebody said, give me the high level Cliff Notes version of what the Wim Hof method is, what, what is that? So it's three things. It's the breathing exercises, which are amazing. Um, that That's the kind of a deep a belly breathing type thing. It's, yeah, a certain breathing protocol where you go through some deep breaths, you go into a breath hold, and then a recovery breath. Um, it really, it, it will make your nervous system go up and down. So you're getting ups and downs with the breathing. You're also getting ups and downs with the cold, which is very healthy for us. So we have the breathing exercises. Then we have mindset and commitment and we have the cold exposure. And cold exposure, one, we should just be doing it uh, because we're human and we have this thermoregulatory system in our body to keep healthy. And again, we get that nervous system, we get a little adrenaline when we first get in, and then we learn how to shift and actually calm ourselves down in discomfort and stress. Um, and it also allows you to train things that are hard. Right. Which is a very good thing to train. So there's physical, uh, physical benefits and mental benefits yeah. to the cold. So we did, uh, I don't know, a couple Fridays ago, I went home and for some reason just got this idea to do this. And so I've got four boys. And so three of them, my three younger ones, they are 12, nine and five. We, we jumped in and did this uh, like steam room thing, you know, where really, really hot, 125 degrees. We did that. Each, each one I did a little bit less time because as they get younger, right? But I, I think I did like 25 minutes. And then we each had to go into a, a bathtub that the water was ice cold. And we had to do it for three minutes, which is not very long, right? It doesn't seem very long. But I got to tell you, I thought I was going to die when I got in the water. Kids were screaming. I'm like out of breath, like thinking about having a panic attack. So 
walk me through why is that healthy, right? So I see it. I watch all these people do it. I'm mesmerized by it. I've seen people in my life that are doing it that are swear by it. But walk me through why putting myself in an extreme torture <laughs> makes sense. Yes. Well, one, I would say start out gradually. That is okay. very important. So any full cold immersion where you're like in an ice bath, start out maximum two minutes. That's a good okay. place to start. Yeah. We know, you know, your core temperature is not going to drop below to get it into any hypothermia or, or anything. Um, and think about like, if you're, if somebody's at room temperature their entire life, and then you're going to yeah. go into extreme cold for a long time and the body does a whole, it's called a blood flow shunt where your blood vessels constrict in your limbs and they open up in your core and your brain. So literally you have this whole blood flow shunt, you have uh, blood vessels closing and opening. So you want mm. to allow your body to adapt. It's like if you go to the gym, you don't want, you're not gonna start out deadlifting you know, 300 yeah, right. pounds, you're gonna work up to it. So with cold exposure, definitely do it gradually to work up. Cold showers are a great way to go. Now, people think cold showers that they have to walk into the shower cold, but warm showers, soap everything up, then turn it cold at the end. So do it very, very gradually. But yeah. it's good for you because when you're getting in, what's great about the cold is it will always be cold, no matter how much you're training. <laughs> so you get a nice little shock. You get adrenaline, which is very healthy for you. I mean, people go jump out of airplanes to get right. adrenaline. You can just turn the shower. Really cold water. There it is. Yeah. Um, you also get the workout of the blood vessels, which is very good because you're, again, you're getting that, that constriction and then they dilate back open. Of course, once you start getting warm and yeah. training your mindset of, you know, what is hard if I can do this, you know, especially when I don't want to do it. Um, what can I do the rest of my day? Right. So, that's amazing. So there's obviously scientific benefits to all this stuff. Yes. And specifically, yeah. there's a type of stress, good stress. It's called hormesis that we're getting. And it's actually activating longevity genes and these survival circuits, which are very healthy. Like yeah. it's healthy for us to be in hot, be in cold, fast, do things that are that seem really uncomfortable to us because we would just want to be as comfortable as we can. Yep. But being comfortable is not very healthy for us physiologically. And another thing I know you're part of is uh, Jesse Itzler's deal, or maybe it's not Jesse's, but it's the, uh, what's the 29, the, the number deal? What is that again? Yeah, 29029. Yeah, 29029. So talk to us about that. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing event. So they rent a ski mountain. This year they're doing one in Idaho, Utah, and Vermont. They rent a ski mountain. They have these awesome glamping tents that everyone stays in at the base of the mountain. And you have 36 hours to climb as much in elevation as you can accumulate within 36 hours. So they start the clock and then you climb up different, you know, they're roughly two miles, um, maybe 2,000 feet going up. Each of the places are different. So you go up and you actually take a gondola down okay, and up and down. So you're just climbing up a hill and it is steep because it's a ski mountain. Right. So you're fighting for every step. But, you know, I think, and what I interpret his vision was, is like, how can we allow people to climb their Everest without having to go, 
you know, spend Actually, hundreds yeah, yeah. of thousands of dollars and risk their life. Cause that's what 29029 is the elevation of Everest. Wow. So yeah, you've amazing. done that, right? Yes. And I get to speak there and actually teach breathing, how people can use their breathing to calm themselves down, to bring them into their present moment, to maybe get them out of their heads that are telling them, oh no, I can't do this. And so I get to go be a kind of a breath coach and awesome. give, give everyone some tools to climb with. So when somebody asks you, what do you do? Do you say I'm a breath coach? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one of them. Right. Um, You're like, I'm, I'm a lot of things. That's yes, just one of the things, I'm, right? I'm a lot of things. But yeah. I think now it's mostly this, you know, I guess you could call it a lifestyle clinician because that's, yeah. that's really what is at the heart of what I do now is my Expand Your Human, uh, which is a lifestyle medicine. Yep. It, it is my six primal principles is sleep, breathe, move, play, challenge, and be still. Huh. So, so, I so can we go through those individually? Yeah. So let's yeah, talk sure. about those. So this is Expand Your Human. This is your company. This is what you're talking about. This is where we're in line. Our mission is to help people achieve a future greater than their past. And that's the mission of our firm. It's, the, it's my personal mission. And it's just, it sounds to me like that's exactly what you're doing, right? Is helping all of us achieve a future greater than their past. So yeah, talk to us about absolutely. step one. That is what? So sleep. Sleep is because uh, it's, pretty much the most important thing that we need to do. And it's a non-negotiable, especially with the research coming out these days. Yeah. Um, and really it's what you call a keynote or a keystone habit. So a keystone habit is one, if you do that, usually all the other ones will fall in line. You know, if you don't get a good night's sleep, pretty much everything goes out the window, right? right. You want to eat crappy food. That's right. You have zero energy. You don't want to go move your body. You can't make decisions. So it's the most important thing. And I like to teach more on, you know, there's tons of things out there on kind of your sleep hygiene or what to do when you're in bed. But the most powerful things you can do are on either side of sleep. Like how do we wake up in the morning? And then how do we prepare ourselves in the evening and developing routines? Yeah. Routines so talk to us are, about that if I can. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you. But it, no it's so like for me, for example, I, I like to stay up late, right? Like I enjoy uh, finally some peace and quiet. I get up in the morning, you know, we get the kids off to school. I go to work. You work all day. You do maybe a kid activity. You have dinner at home. Uh, hopefully you get to then go to kids things and then you come home and get kids to bed. And then boom, you finally get some time to yourself. And it's, you know, 9.30 at night, 10 o'clock at night. Next thing you know, it's 11 or 11.30 at night and I'm trying to go to bed, right? So I'm getting that six and a half, seven hours of sleep, uh, which is not ideal, but it's not terrible. But um, walk me through the habits on how, how do you change your mindset, if you will, to, to make that a priority, to get to sleep at a better time? Well, I like to not teach by fear-based um, you know, <laughs> to drive habits as far right. as, you know, what I know the research says and, and what is healthy. I mean, the research, as far as we know right now, says seven to nine hours is what adults uh, need. And it's really being aware of how you feel in the morning and start even writing down like, okay, well, I stayed up late. Was it worth it to kind of have this downtime in the evening 
for mm -hmm. how I feel the next day and how I'm showing up in my next day? Or can I maybe find some of that downtime throughout my day, just being a little more aware and creating some space within the day rather than trying to just find that at night? And taking note, I, awareness is our greatest superpower. We have to know where we are to know where we want to go. That's right. And just being present with, okay, well, how does this make me feel? And just getting 1% better every day. I like that. All right. So number two, what's uh, step number two and expand your human? Step number two is breathe. So have some kind of breathing practice. One breathing practice I love the most is just be aware of your breath throughout your day. Even if it's once, just check in with your breath. Am I breathing in through my nose or my mouth? Even if I just ask you right now, just check in with your breath. Yeah. It is amazing when you're conscious of it. And when you say breathing, are you, would you also call that meditation or is that something different for you? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. I think, I think a lot of the breathing practice has, have opened up, you know, people that say, Oh, I can't meditate. Um, and allow them to, you know, access that in different ways. Yeah. So I think yeah, I notice in meetings, if I'm, you know, if I'm anxious or anything, right. If I can focus on my breathing and you may not even know it, that I'm doing it right in that moment, it lowers that anxiety, lowers the heart rate, lowers the stress and makes you become more aware of what's going on. Right. And then you're actually breathing. A lot of us, even in those times, we'll either have a shallow breath or hold our breath. It's like, wait a minute getting oxygen to my brain is actually going to help me a lot more in this, this environment, maybe making big decisions. Um, so slowing the breath, any stressful, fearful situations, anxiety. Um, I always say, trust, trust your exhale. Hmm. So the key in calming is the exhale and making it longer than your inhale. Okay. Making it longer than your inhale. Yes. So your exhale longer. And at least twice as long as what, what the research is showing. Hmm. But this is the same, that's the same breath we'll use, you know, in a cold shower, in an ice bath. Right. Um, and knowing, again, that's what I'm trying to get out there is we can, you can actually steer your body where you want it to go. You can regulate your energy throughout the day. Yep. So. What do you think too is it's, it's making sure your belly is rising and not your chest when you're breathing as well? That's, that's one of them. Where you want it to start is in the belly. The chest is, it's okay to breathe in the chest, but you don't want, I call it shoulder breathing. If you're breathing okay. up here, it's very shallow, especially if you're doing it through the mouth. Yep. Essentially more than you're just moving air, but what you want to do is breathing in through the nose. It helps you inflate your entire lung, get better oxygen CO2 exchange, use your, your breathing muscle, which is your diaphragm, the most important muscle in our body. Hmm. So taking it in through the nose, starting it in the belly, it could come up in the chest. That's the best breath like you it. can do. Hopefully everybody's breathing right now while they're listening to this, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so step number three of expand your human. Yes, is move. Move, got to move. Is move. And I look, I want people to look at it through a different lens. Like it's not just, you know, going to the gym and exercising. I love one of my um, colleagues and mentors, Dr. Andrea Spino, always says like, we just made up the word exercise because we weren't moving our bodies all day. Right. And, but I look at it too, is our, everything in our body needs to move every single thing, right? 
our eyes, our blood flow, our lymph flow, even our yeah. cells, our genes. So think about moving, um, you know, bouncing, um, walking. I can't tell you, there's great research coming out on even just walking and even walking before a meeting or walking while you're taking a call of how much even just that little thing can change you and your life. So very simple things. Not, it's not about, oh, I have to go to the gym. Right. Yeah, I think it, you got to make it fun, right? I mean, you got to do something you enjoy as well, which I think is one of your things. So I think maybe yeah. your headset is hitting your zipper there. I keep hearing a little feedback or something there. There we go. Um, perfect. So number four after move is what? Is play. 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 Play with your kids. Play with your dogs. Just get out. Have freedom. It doesn't have to be structured. Learning a new skill. I think is part of, can be part of play, hanging out with friends. We know community now is more and more important for us um, to have. And also travel falls into play. I like those. I like every one of those. So I like number four. All right, there you go. That's good. Number five. Five is challenge. So we want to do things that are hard. Um, like I said, hot, cold, fasting doing things that we're fearful of doing. Those all help our physiology, our nervous system actually get better. Like how do you get better in, you know, grow in your relationships, in your business is you play outside of your comfort zone yep. and your physiology is the same way. You know, it doesn't, like I said before, it doesn't want to be just comfortable. Right. So it needs, I like it. Needs and then number six is what? Challenge or uh, be still. Be still. That's a hard one. Probably the hardest out of all of them for this modern day with all this technology, you know, people, it's all about just filling the space. It's all right. about filling your schedule, filling the day, filling when you stop at a stoplight to grab your phone and have to look on. I mean, that's crazy. If right. you can't even just stop for a minute or, you know, a, commercial on tv people pick up their phones i yep i was guilty of it last night i was watching something on it was streaming and it still played the and it said it'll be back in one minute and i reached over and I grabbed my phone I'm like, oh i got a minute to look i'm like what am i doing like god forbid i just sit there and uh, and relax and not have to look at something right we're right. all guilty of it i think we not i shouldn't say we all but most of us are guilty of it sure and i think the easiest thing to do is just just to be aware like you were aware of it and then just even take a breath, replace that with taking a breath. And sometimes that will allow you to just create that space yep. without having to actually do something, but it's huge. I mean, especially, you know, everyone talks about grinding and hustling and yes, we do. We have to do all of those things. Uh, but if you don't have the other side of that, you're going to run out of gas. So when I said earlier, um, you know, our mission is to help people achieve a future greater than their past. What, when you hear that, what comes to mind for you? I think along the same thing about just becoming 1% better yeah. every day. And whether it's, you know, your relationships, uh, your business, you, especially, you know, I, I talk on the health piece because, you know, people talk about their buckets, but really you know, we have your, your relationship bucket, maybe your family work, but really all we really have is our health bucket. That's right. So we need to make that better. 
And then that bucket will pour into life's cups. So that's good. So talk to us about planning. I mean, how focused are you? Obviously you get your dry erase board behind you. I know that you said that was from one of your keynotes, but you got them all over the place. I mean, how important is slowing down to speed up, taking time to plan, think about your goals, think about those things in your buckets that you got to do. How important is that? And what's that process like for you and, and many of the greats that you're around the Jesse Itzels of the world? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the most important thing. Awareness, taking that time to know when to, when to move forward, when to change, when to evolve. Um, you know, if you, many people will stay in a job or stay in a relationship or stay in certain habits and they'll get down the road and be like, Oh man, what was I thinking? Yeah. So making, you just have to create the space and to do that, it's just simply bringing your awareness to yourself, taking a breath, I always go back to um, listening to your heartbeat is a huge one. So being able to, you know, really, really create the space. I love that. You got to slow down to speed up. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. So for me, um, I like to do my breathing practice. I will meditate. Hiking for me, being out in nature always just allows me to, kind of see myself as a smaller part of this, of this big world and that how, how important it is for me to take care of myself, to be able to, to serve everyone else. So those are, those are the tools, the tools I use. I like it. So what, what's your biggest challenge right now? Would you say, and, and, and how do you overcome that? So what's your process like that you can help our listeners when they're dealing with the challenge? How do you overcome those? Uh, Share with us on that if you can. Yeah, I think, I think I just went through one was, would be uh, being a perfectionist. That's always <laughs> a hard thing when you're yeah. trying to get better, right? Is right. to, well, I got to be the best and there is no such thing. And, and that will really hold you back from actually getting anything done. Um, so working through perfectionism and with that, you just have to show up, you know, whether it's Instagram posts, whatever it may be, you just have to show up. Yeah. And put it out there. And the more you put it out there, the more it starts to actually get clear in your head of whatever it may be your story, you know, your goals. And it just totally clears everything up if you just keep your feet moving. But, and that's the key right there, right? Just showing up every single day. And uh, I had Ozzie Smith on uh, the show, who's a Hall of Fame baseball player here in St. Love Louis. Love him. Oh, do you? Oh. Awesome. Well, he used to be a Padre yes. back in the day. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Was, that was a, a great trade for us here in St. Louis. And so <laughs> I was uh, – but one of the things he said is, you know, he showed up every day, right? He showed up every day and took ground balls, even on the days he didn't want to which is why he's arguably one of the greatest defensive shortstops in the game. Right. And so to totally. your point, it's just showing up every single day. So maybe you can go back and listen to Ozzy and, uh, you know, and reminisce about the old baseball days, but oh, all um, for sure. I mean, Tony, so, Gwynn, Tony Gwynn, the same thing. Absolutely. I mean, he would hit balls on a tee relentlessly, you know, yeah. unwavering every single day, just showing up and, you know, getting the rounds in. Yeah. And you think about that, right. Is so Tony Gwynn, arguably one of the greatest hitters of all time, if not the greatest hitting balls off a tee, right? Like my five-year-old does that. 
but yet here's the greatest hitter. But sometimes in our own world, we put ourselves above that, right? Like, oh, I can't hit off a tee. I need that new shiny bullet, that magic bullet or whatever it may be. And there isn't one, right? It's just go hit off the tee every day. That's exactly right. And that's it with you. you I'm sure you found the same thing in business. What I found in health, you know, from everything from movement to nutrition yeah. to longevity, brain health, it really just comes down to very simple things that us humans need to be That's healthy. Right. You know, right. just like my six primal principles, everyone thinks it's this, you know, big, complicated, expensive thing or something outside of us. Right. So it's more, you know, we need to take responsibility and learn what tools we do have. And always, it never fails. It always goes back to the basics. You're absolutely right. Every time. Every time. So if I had a, uh, well, if I had a camera in your office there, that'd be weird. But let's say I followed you <laughs> around and, and, you know, if I was around you for a month and, and I was with you every single day, all day, what are the two or three things that I think I would see Dr. Tricia Smith doing day in and day out without fail? What would that be? Probably back to some of your expand your human things, I would assume. But are there any yes. other things inside there that, that I know you're going to do? So you wake up, you get to the office, and before you leave the office, what are those things maybe you're going to do every day, day in and day out? Uh, well, breathing is definitely one of them and really uh, creating the space, moving throughout the day, no matter what. Getting out in nature is huge. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky because I can drive there in 10 minutes or go to the right. beach. Um, right now, what I'm trying to do day in and day out and be consistent with is I'm working on communication, um, whether it's how I'm uh, communicating in a practical way so people can implement this stuff in their daily life or trying to reply back to everyone. Um, you know, there's so many oh, yeah. vehicles that people can get in touch with us and I'm always such an introvert and need my own space to be able to recharge. Um, so I'm trying to get better at responding to people. So yep. that's one thing I'm working on is. Well, you is did a great job. That's why we're here on the podcast, right? <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> so we made in my book, you're, you're working on your communication skills are working. So that's good. Yes. So if I steal your phone now, so that's just weird, right? I got a camera in your office. Now I'm stealing your phone. It's a tough show. I know. Uh, yeah. What's, what's the one app you hope I don't delete from your phone and email doesn't count. Cause that's not very fun. I mean, I guess I would have to say Instagram. I mean, I, I fought it being on yep. it for so long, but to look at it as this amazing tool that you can reach anyone in the entire world absolutely, and just share. And that's all I want to do is just, you know, help people be better. Yep. So I think that would be, you know, I think That'd that be would the be one. the thing. And it's really I'm hearing that more and more yeah. from people. It's just you being disciplined enough not to waste your time on it or again, fill the space on it and be able to, you know, okay, that's my time to be on there to do whatever I, I need to do for yeah. work. Yeah. And I think too, is, is not being focused on the numbers, right? Yeah. I mean, just, just go put out good content and uh, let it, let it go wherever it goes. That's right. So Huge Gary Vee will tell you just, you know, don't really create, just, just put it out. Right. Whatever. And that's what people like, you know, that's what people can relate to. And, also, when, you know, there's a lot of people on social media that, you know, when you're just creating things, um, you may not be walking the walk, you know, whatever right. you're talking about. So just showing people, you know, that's what people want. 
you know, they see success, they see healthy people and they'll want to learn from you because they'll want more of what you have. Yeah. So talk to us about your eating habits. Are you, uh, is that a strength of yours or is it something that you're working on? Um, I was doing some intermittent fasting, um, and then I'll do a, maybe 48 hour fast here and there, wow. maybe once every couple months. And then some new research came out from, uh, Dr. Sachin Panda. He's out of uh, UCSD right over here. And they're looking at food in relation to our circadian clock and mm. how it has effect on that because you know, our, our stomach operates, you know, certain times, our pancreas, our, our hormones, like we have clocks within everything right. we do and they oscillate throughout our day. So what kind of, what's the best time, how many hours? Um, so he finds so far for specifically, especially longevity is that between eight to 10 hours is the optimal, what's called your feeding window. So not thinking about when I'm not eating, but okay, I have this window to essentially get from when I start my first calorie to my last. Okay. So what I'm doing is doing a 10 hour right now. I'd like to, to bring it down to eight eventually. Um, but I'm getting done eating by four or five o'clock. So I wow. actually, and what they found was that having an early feeding window was even better than having a late one. Yeah. I used to eat dinner at, you know, seven, eight o'clock at right, night. Right. And I find now, I mean, you'll be hungry until you, you know, your patterns fully change. Sure. But really once the sun goes down a couple hours later, we shouldn't be eating anymore. Yeah. And the, the, the longer time you have between your last meal and sleeping, I, my sleep has totally improved. Um, it tend to, it just made me have eaten That's less, you know, eating less calories is very healthy. Yeah. Calorie restriction is very healthy. And this is just the, probably the simplest way. Even now, you know, people can, can lose weight right. instead of having to think about, Oh, I got to do this. I got to count these calories. I got to do this. Just say, okay, you can only eat between, you know, this window. Right. And it's, it's been a game changer for me. Well, and that helps with the sleep too, because the, you know, the earlier you get to sleep, the, the better it is because our, most of our poor choices happen later at night. Right. <laughs> yes, <And> so. exactly. <laughs> So it all works. It's like these six things, right? Sleep, uh, breathe, move, play, challenge, be still. If you could just do those six things, right? You would expand your human. You would become the best version of yourself. You'd have a future greater than your past. I mean, all these things would happen. So where do our listeners find more of Dr. Trisha Smith? Where do we, uh, you said Instagram. So what's your Instagram handle? Yeah, my Instagram is Dr. Trisha Smith, just Dr. Uh, Trisha Smith. And that's the social media I'm on the most. Yep. I'll send stuff to Facebook automatically, but I'm terrible on Facebook. I think yeah. I have a couple hundred uh, friendly requests that I need to get back to on that. So <laughs> right. I'm working on that. You're working on it. If you, you have a friend request, I will, I will get to you. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that my website is drtrishasmith.com. I'm awesome. really, really easy to find. So you can find okay. me on there. We'll put all this stuff in the show notes. People, I know you've got an online course you're building, right? You're yes. doing that because you give all these keynotes and I'm assuming people are like, all right, that, that's, that's great. But now I want the meat and the potatoes, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, where's your book? Like, right. Oh, I would love to write a book. So yeah. As soon as I can slow down, I can, uh, I'll write the book, right? That's right. That's good. Uh, so you got that. So talk to us a little bit about that. Give a little plug to that. 
to my online course? Yes. Yeah, so it'll be my six primal principles. Very simple of you know why each one's important, the benefits of each, which I think is a huge thing to um, develop habits instead of just saying, oh, well, I have to do this today, but okay, what can I improve? Like I'm going to take a cold shower so I can work out my blood vessels today. So I think those are good anchors to know is why am I doing something? So it'll talk about importance, benefits, and then of course, I'll give specific exercises um, you know, for different, all the different practices to put in. Awesome. Very practical, like simple. Well, very good stuff. And what you just said, very practical, very simple, but it's also very hard to execute, right? So I've found the most successful people I've been around and have the privilege to work with is it's just that execution of doing the daily things and doing it, you know, like I just said, every single day showing up and getting it done, right? That's right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being with us, Trisha. It's been awesome having you and uh, best of luck to you on your journey because you're, you're kicking butt and uh, it's fun to watch. Yeah, you as well. I love your mission and what you're about and I'm so glad to you have shared me with your community. So I appreciate you very much. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.